Welcome back to the Women in Writing podcast. I have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Roxanne. She's from Australia and she was up at 4.30 in the morning to record the episode with me. So very, very special. I feel so honored. You should stay here and listen to the whole episode if you are interested in becoming a ghostwriter, helping others to write their memoirs, their nonfiction books, because that's exactly what she was developing from her journalism career. Super exciting. So listen to her story. Welcome to the wonderful Roxanne. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much yes. for being here. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for having me, Christina. It's, I'm looking forward to, to to our chat. And I just have to say that a big thank you because you're up at 4.30 in the morning to meet with me. Like, that's amazing. Oh, talking about words and writing is my jam. So I'm more than happy to um, take myself off to the garage while the rest of the family is sleeping so that we can have an amazing chat and hopefully inspire some more women to get into writing or to embrace their writing endeavors even more. So more than happy to do that for you. Thank you so much. Definitely, definitely. So do you just want to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your story and how you got into writing? Oh, yeah. Writing? Sure, sure. It's funny, I don't often talk a lot about myself. My work always revolves around talking about other people, so I'll give it my best shot. So yeah, so I have been a writer since 2007, I guess professionally you would call it since 2007, but basically I've always found comfort in words. Since I was growing up, I was always keeping diaries and journals and they're quite funny to look back on now <laughs> but I guess they were my way of reflecting on the world and kind of processing what I was seeing so yeah and obviously had my nose in a book for most of my childhood as well definitely very connected to the power of words and yes when I was growing up I decided to pursue journalism as a career and worked in print media for I guess, full-time for the better part of 10 years before I was made redundant. There were a, a lot of changes with how media as an industry was progressing and with uh, the internet coming in and more online news and the shifting nature of content, it really, yeah, it shook up the whole industry and it was very hard to keep a job as a journalist. That was devastating because words were my career. I worked in a very, like in a rural community. Print media jobs were as rare as, rare as hen's teeth. <laughs> so pretty hard to find and, and to hold on to. It took a lot of soul searching for me to figure out what I was going to do with myself next. By that stage, I was married and I had two young children. So I think my eldest was at kindergarten at the time. Wow. So it, I was like, okay, I can't really just up and move to a, a city or to move would be a big deal with a young family who, you know, my, my daughter was already connecting with her own friends and my husband had a long-standing career here. So I had to really think about what I was going to do. And initially I did move into freelancing. I thought, okay, I'll just take my skill set and I'll just start freelancing and do what I have been doing, but on my own terms. So that's how I shaped it in my mind. And because I was fortunate because I did have such a, 
a long career in print media and being a smaller community, everyone kind of knew me and knew what I did. So it made it, I think, easier for me to just switch over to freelancing. And for maybe two or three years after that, I was still working for print publications, interestingly, but I had shifted from newspapers to magazines. And I was there working for a couple of more lifestyle-y magazines, some online e-zines and doing some spot work, blogging and things like that. So it was really interesting to have a bit of a taste of so many different kinds of platforms after being in in one medium for so long. So I really loved that. And obviously the opportunities to interview international personalities and and bigger name people through that as well was really exciting. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, that's, that, yeah, that obviously wasn't the driver for me. Again, it was just coming back to getting people's stories out there is always what's driven me. And yeah, so then I landed in books in 2017. I was starting to feel even in, in freelancing, there's a new cycle. So anyone who writes for media will understand there's a new cycle. There's different events that come around the same time every year and you've got to find fresh angles and how can we make this exciting and interesting for the readers? And I think I just got a little bit tired of, of the repetition of that. So I was thinking there's something else and I was really in a rut about what I was going to do with myself because I wasn't, I was no, for the first time ever, probably I wasn't really a hundred percent content with what I was doing in my work. And it was a lady, a woman who I met at a, a business conference, a women's business conference who suggested to me that maybe I should look at books And I went, huh? And my mind immediately went to like novels and fiction writing. And I went, no, there's no way. Like my brain's just not wired that way. So, yeah. So then I thought about it a bit more and she said, you write people's stories. Why don't you write people's books? And I went, oh my goodness. Like, how did I not think of that before? Yeah. So I literally just jumped right in and gave it a go. So I found my comfort zone with writing the first book for our dear friend's husband. (laughs) So he had his own business and he's, oh, yeah, I've always wanted a book for my business. And I went, all right, would you give me a go? And, yeah, so he jumped on board and I had to find my way with how do you charge, how long do these things take? Like it was a whole new scale from say a 500,000, 500 or a thousand word news article or feature article. It was like, this is a whole other level. So I really Um, had to try and feel into what felt good to me, what felt like a fair exchange, particularly because I was, this was my first book. I was learning the ropes. And while I did have all of that experience, I couldn't go in and charge the same rates as the, (laughs) the people who had been doing it for 10 years you'd been writing in books for 10 years. So it was interesting trying to find my feet in that perspective. But the actual work itself, I I literally fell straight in and I loved it. And I'm like, this is exactly what I need because it's a whole new challenge. Long form writing, I had always been long-winded when I, even in print media and the editors used to give me flack for it all the time. Because um, <laughs> I would- Then you yeah, write too many words. 
Yes, that's right. So I'd get so excited and I'd be like, oh, but people have to know this and people have to know this. And then the editors would be shaking their heads going, no, cut it back. I'm like exactly the Um, same. (laughs) I also tend to write really long sentences. I'm not sure if you're the same. Yes. Yeah. Oh, can you like, that's one sentence. You can just break it down into two. And I was like, yeah, you can, but why, why would you? No, that's right. Yeah. So one of my best friends who I work with, she we actually started in, in the same newspaper together. She's my editor now for my clients and, and I, I can hear her voice in the back of my head. So once I've finished the first draft, I go back and I'm like, okay, now which sentences can I cut in half? <laughs> and then I'll just put a, sen- a full stop in or maybe I might just reword it slightly so that it's not long-winded. So she's slowly training me. But yeah, it's it's been an incredible journey. And I guess from even from freelancing and seeing how much I could earn as a freelancer compared to what's possible as a ghostwriter has been chalk and cheese as well. It's been, yeah, it's been really interesting to to get to where I am and now have a couple of awards under my belt as well, which I'm really proud of, some yeah. for my book and some for the business itself. So it just goes to show what's possible, I think, when you know that being creative and being a writer doesn't mean that you have to forego making really great money in order to pursue your passion. So yeah, I'm really excited to be able to share that message with your listeners today, Christina, and hopefully get them to look at how much they're charging and see if maybe they could up that a little bit more. A hundred percent, because especially I feel like when you're starting out and I had that conversation with my last um, podcast guest who Mm. started out, like she said, um basically when she started out like she was like underpricing herself and I think like all of us did that especially maybe it's a little bit of a female thing as well but oh am I worthy enough like imposter syndrome and all of that but you don't want to overcharge people but obviously you want to get paid fair for your talent right Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a tricky one question do you charge per project or per hour oh I definitely charge per project I think I found very quickly that it is really, I guess it's easier for the client as well as me. (laughs) So I don't have to keep track of my time. With long form, such as a book, you can come across unexpected research or sometimes everything's handed to you to work with. So it really is hard to provide an estimate per hour. So what I did was I really took a look at, okay, what's going to be the average of the hours that I'm going to put in? What's the size of the book? Are they going for something around the 50,000 word mark? Are we looking closer to a Prince Harry size book or are we looking for something smaller that's that's going to be easily digested in one sitting for the reader so when looking at the sizes I've basically picked a, a small medium and large kind of word count range and and use that as the guideline for a package price because that way I feel like it gives gives you clarity you know exactly what to charge but it also gives the client clarity as well and a bit more certainty and trust so when they make that decision they know that they're not going to get slapped at the end of the day with um, a couple of extra thousand dollars because you've run over time or something like that I feel like it helps to put them at ease and that makes their decision easier to sign up so yeah makes sense totally but you never had to basically rely on like a professional agency that like is like the middleman between you and the client right 
No, I have never done that. So I've had a few that have been suggested to me along the way, but I think I'm just a little bit too independent. I like to go it on my own. But I have been fortunate that ever since my friend's husband gave me a go in 2017, I have had back-to-back ghostwriting clients since then. It has been interesting to see why that's happened. I think just making sure that you're giving your all to each and every one of your clients is going to work obviously well for you for word of mouth and getting the message out there. Because as a ghostwriter, you sign non-disclosure agreements with all of your clients. So you can't jump out there and go, hey, I'm working with this amazing woman. She sold her business for eight figures and you really can't, yeah, you can't use names you can't use too much too much of identifying examples even no matter how excited you are about your client and so you really have to rely on that that word of mouth and obviously marketing yourself and your skills which was probably the biggest learning hurdle the biggest lesson for me being a journalist it's all about the person that you're interviewing and shining the spotlight on them and getting their story out there so particularly in the first few years when I was establishing my ghostwriting business, I realized, okay, I have to do the same for myself and I have to be brave enough to show up and tell everyone who I am and what I'm capable of and what I've achieved. And that that was a big thing. That's a big lesson in self-belief and putting yourself out there, which can be scary. But I think because I have done that consistently for what are we now? Six or seven, six years? My maths is terrible. This is why I work in words. Um, but since then, um, I've been doing that consistently and it's just, it's seen the reach of who I can attract to me, my, my like people really grow. I'm based in Australia, which you couldn't tell from my accent already, <laughs> but I, yeah, I've expanded far beyond my region. I'm reaching all the states of Australia. I've had clients in New Zealand um, starting to have conversations with people in, in the US. And that's just happened organically because, yeah, I haven't relied on an agency to get out there. And I think, I don't know, if it, 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 different things work for different people. So I'm not going to say it's right or wrong to use an agency or to go on your own. But I've just found I like to be able to work directly with my clients and lay lay that relationship foundation directly with them. But if you need to use an agency to get started, then you can always use that to get your reach and grow your profile until you feel comfortable enough to go out on your own. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I have one of my clients. She is also a professional ghostwriter and she wrote a couple of books also for agencies. And that's mm-hmm. what's her as well. Like she can go out like she has that kind of like expert status now, like she knows what she's doing, but obviously said, like it's the same with me going just from freelance writing into coaching. Like you have to then show yourself, you have to show up, you have to show yourself as an expert, you have to market yourself. And especially mm-hmm. as a writer, for some writers, that's like quite a thing, because mm-hmm. if you're like more of an introvert, that's right (laughs) and you have to get out there like it's something definitely you have to get used to it's worth it as well but obviously it's a journey right absolutely and I find that with 
the authors that I work with as well. Yes, yeah, so you always have a mixed bag. Some of them are like, yeah, I want to be on Oprah and they're all over it. Get me on Oprah's book club. And then there's others that are like, I really just want to tell my story. And then when we talk about marketing, they're like, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but it's so important for all elements to, yeah, you don't want to be the best kept secret, whether you're an author or whether you're writing for authors, you want as many people as possible to know how you can help them. And I think that's what helps me too is that I wasn't I wasn't coming out going hey look at me like it wasn't from an ego point of view it was I have the skills to be able to help you to achieve your dream and I think once I thought about it that way it really helped me to yeah to just let go of any thoughts of maybe I was being egotistical because I think a lot of women think like that as well it's oh no I can't say that what will people think of me (laughs) So, yeah, um, the thing about do good things and talk about it. Yes, yes. That's right. Yeah. But that's true. But sometimes it can be scary. And if mm. you think about it, yes, you are of service, like that you provide a good service for others. And mm-hmm. if you wouldn't do it, like you wouldn't give your gift and you wouldn't help others. That's just another way of looking at it and providing value to others as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once I I made that little mindset shift, I really, yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do a Facebook live. I'll chat to this person. I'll go, I'll go on Christina's podcast. (laughs) I'll do whatever (laughs) it takes. So yeah, it really just helped to make that shift. So yeah, hopefully anyone listening, if you're feeling in that cycle of, oh, I don't know about putting myself out there. Yeah. If you just make that simple little mindset shift, I think it's going to change the way you show up and, and also change the the energy of the people who come to you as a result of that too, which is awesome. A hundred percent because it's what you put out there, what you also get back. And Mm -hmm. when you believe in yourself, that makes all the difference as well. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So how many books did you write? Do you know? Yeah, so it's interesting because I don't actually, I'm really terrible at bookkeeping and I don't keep track of things as well as I should. That's why I have an accountant for that. But I would say on average, because I do get asked this question a lot, on average, I would work on about four to six books a year. And when I say that, I'm not not always writing from scratch. With ghostwriting, I, you never really know what's going to walk through the door. Sometimes I'll have a call from someone going, hey, I've been thinking about writing a book for X number of years, haven't had the time, can we get started? So it's like a blank canvas. And then I have calls from others who are like, I've been writing this book for X years, but I'm stuck here and I can't go any further and I don't know what to do anymore. So we've got some content to work with and we've just got to maybe restructure it, most likely restructure it and then and complete it. So they're always at different stages depending on where the author is at. So when I say four to six books a year, some of them are blank canvases and others are maybe fixing up and completing work that has already been done. Yeah, so it's not as dramatic as it sounds. (laughs) But you also have to help them then with the ideas and everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. I am a stickler for foundations. I feel like even as even for myself when we, i write every single day and and i teach people to write their books as well so people who want to write and they can't, maybe can't afford a ghostwriter or maybe they feel like they would get more satisfaction out of writing the book i teach them how to write as well and foundations and structure are so important even though my brain 
works in a way that I can take huge amounts of information and bring it into a story flow just because that's how my brain works. Yeah. I will always sit down with a client or with a, someone at my workshops and we will work through what are the components, what are the flows, what's the theme, who are we writing the book for, who's your ideal reader, all of those things because once you've got those in place, basically the structure writes itself. <laughs> so You said um, they're all nonfiction, right? That's correct. Yes, yes. So all nonfiction. So I've, yeah, we do business style books, self-help, how-to, memoirs, autobiographies. It is beautiful that I've never, ever had two books that have ever been close to being the same, which I love. Um, and I and think you that's learn a lot I, too, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think the beautiful thing about that is that I might be working with a client on a finance book when I need to learn how to budget properly. That's great. <laughs> or I'm working with someone on on meditation and mindfulness when my world is like out of chaos. And so I feel like, yeah, the universe is bringing me these beautiful clients who need to teach me while I'm helping them as well. So I'm always learning. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And did you ever have to reject clients that you said, hey, I'm, I cannot do it, I'm full, or that you had other reasons why you couldn't work with them? Yes, probably the main reason, and I haven't had to do it often, but probably the main reason I've had to maybe suggest to, to potential clients that they wait a little while and it's only been because they are still in the midst of what it is that they want to write about. So I've had a client come to me who had just left a 30-year relationship and she wanted to write about her ex-husband and how she changed during the marriage but she was still very anchored in the pain of that yeah. and even just listening to her talking there was blame there was shame there was guilt there was all kinds of emotions buzzing around and I just I hate saying to people that I can't help them at that time but I felt it was necessary and and I always do that when you're writing from the um instead of the scar so when you're writing from the wound you're still experiencing it like the journey hasn't been completed yet so I suggested to her maybe journal these times get the information get the emotion down get what you're feeling how you're thinking down onto the page but for now you're writing for yourself you're writing to help you process this time and to get through it emotionally and then when you're writing from the scar as in you've healed from that you might have learned some lessons from what you experienced and coming at it from a place of wisdom I feel like that's when you're ready to share all of this with the world in a book format because there's when you're writing a book and releasing something you don't want to leave people in the mud you don't want to leave them in that heavy emotion so while it's really powerful and it definitely connects with readers you want to be able to show them that the completion of the hero's journey if we put it that way what did you how did you evolve from that how how did you move on how did you become the next version of yourself following this this big dip in your life this dark night of the soul if we use those hero's journey terms so yeah it's show, how can we show that completion of the journey so I did have to say to this beautiful lady, write for yourself for now and come back when you're ready. And she's, it's been 18 months 
and uh, we are still in contact and and I think she's going to jump in and make the leap this year which is really exciting and just you can just see a whole new energy around her now like she's ready so she's not only healed from that relationship she's built herself up she's now looking at a whole new business direction this is what we wanted to see exactly so it's been beautiful and and likewise I've also had a gentleman who was going through a court case and wanted to write about it. And I said the same thing to him. I'm like, look, we can't jump in right now while you're in the thick of it and gave him the same advice. Basically, that's the only time I've had to, it's not a a hard no, but it's a not right now. And because I do have a backlog of clients quite often, People are waiting in a bit of a pipeline, if you like. So I do have clients lined up for most of this year already, which is exciting. Yes, I do in some forms. In the midst of all of this, I am writing my second and third book in my trilogies. And but I am always writing. So it's either writing for writing those books at the moment, writing for my clients, or proofreading or reading through drafts. So my world definitely a hundred percent revolves around words. So And I'll wake up quite often in the mornings and have flashes of inspiration or a passage or a a paragraph might start to write itself. And I'll be like, okay, that's the project I need to work on today. So yeah, it's quite amazing to see what happens when you open yourself up to that creativity. So yeah, definitely writing every day. That's so great. When you're done with the project, like you hand it over to Mm -hmm. the client and they publish it themselves or Do they go to maybe like a company that helps them like self-publishing or something? Or do you use this journey as well? Yeah, at the moment, I don't offer publishing services, but I have quite an extensive network where I can refer people on depending on what their goals are. There are some clients who definitely want to seek a traditional publisher. We look at, okay, do you need a literary agent? Can we write you a pitch submission to to send through to publishers who are accepting unsolicited manuscripts because the number of those getting smaller and smaller every day um so what's the best pathway to get you on your way but I think without a doubt probably 97% of the people I've worked with have chosen to self-publish and usually that is with the help of of a hybrid or independent publisher so basically that's a publisher that has a team of people who you pay for the services upright, they publish your book for you, but you own the rights to that. So basically you come out as the publisher, but you've had that team of experts who have made sure that your book is professional, that it looks clean, that it will sit on the shelves next to some of the best of the traditional published books. So that quality aspect is so important. And yeah, and then you have the rights to everything. So you can choose how far you want to take it from there. Seen some amazing successes with some of my clients. That's so Um, cool. Yeah, and it's just beautiful to see them soar. And I think the people who take the time and the writers who, you know, if there's other ghostwriters listening or people thinking about ghostwriting, taking the time to really work on what's the core theme, what's the core message, who's the ideal reader, 
at the very start of the process of creating this book, what it does is it acts as a bit of a marketing blueprint for when the time comes to release the book. They know who their target audience is. They know how to talk to them. And because they've worked on that book with you, they'll feel confident to share that message and know exactly what they want to say. It's it's really beautiful to see that transformation that happens for people when they take the time to do that rather than rushing through just trying to meet some kind of word count and get something out there. Okay. Because yeah. a lot of people think like, oh, I have to get this done by April or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it just mm-hmm. gets rushed and yeah, it's a different outcome then. That's right. That's right. And I get asked all the time about AI and I'm sure you've covered this a lot in your podcast I just wanted to ask you the um, same. Yeah, (laughs) I thought it was coming. But it it is an important thing to talk about. And I have a very strong stance on that, that because I have seen businesses coming out that literally say, generate your book with AI and sell it and you make money and you don't have to do any work. And I'm like, oh, my oh God, it yeah. makes me cringe. All the time. Yeah. Like, okay, you can publish a book next week and then you get like thousands of impassive things. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so I do see that and I'm like, okay, sure, there's a market for that. But if your intention is to build a connected community of readers if your intention is to establish credibility so that people will maybe come on and and be coached by you or learn from you in other ways to expand on the knowledge that you've shared in your book I don't feel like you can achieve that through AI and and the way that I explain it to people is AI generates books so yes it can generate content It's always going to be generic and it's always going to be very surface level. Whereas if you as a writer or you work with a ghostwriter to create rather than generate, you will actually, you'll be able to innately use your authentic voice and create something that's unique. And I feel like these these people who go in thinking I can chuck an AI book up there and make bajillions are probably kidding themselves, first of all. But secondly, they're not going to have that impact. It, it might make them the sale of the ebook of five or ten dollars. Exactly. But those people aren't going to come back. They're going to realize, oh, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You'll and they're not going to so come much back. more. Like it's their brand uh, building and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so important. But like I said, there's always going to be a market for both. There's quick fixes for just about everything in life. But I feel like, yeah, if you really want to make that impact and and build that trust and build that connection with your readers, then, yeah, then AI is not the answer. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Of so course. Thing, what would be like the number one advice for someone that's just starting out as a ghostwriter? Where should they start? Yeah. So I think just mm, probably getting your mindset right is probably the biggest thing. So learning all you can from wherever you can. Christina's podcast is a great source, I've heard. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and just believing that you can do it because that that probably was the biggest hurdle for me. If you are just starting out and writing, just making sure that you're writing every single day. If it's not professionally yet, then writing for yourself or practicing for yourself and getting your content out as much as you can. So once, yeah, I think writing is a muscle and the more that you can flex that muscle, build that muscle, make it work for you, the more natural 
sitting down and and getting into flow and creating content will become will come, yeah a hundred percent that's why I like when I started coaching I have this extensive background in personal development as well mm-hmm. that I think like mindset is the first thing that we have to work on and a lot of people say oh it's fine I'm fine with my mindset we work on this and that but actually it's so important <laughs> it's mm. so everything changes if you really believe in yourself and you have someone that can really teach you and guide you in the right direction and yeah that's what I'm here for, like giving them a shortcut to where they want to be just because I had a lot of experiences and I put like years and years of experience in it. And just like you, your story is extraordinary because like you are a professional writer your whole life. And yeah, I think it's really inspiring too, that there's not like one formula or one way to do it. So many different ways, how you can grow it and how you can do it. Absolutely. And I think it's just important to know what values you have and what's important to you. So yeah, so I I have had a business coach pretty much since I started freelancing. And so I think people like yourself are so valuable because you can have, you can be the most experienced person in something, or you can have decades of knowledge in something and be more than capable. But if you don't believe that you can do it, you're never going to step up to the plate. So I think the world needs Christina's to be able to, to <laughs> remind people of how brilliant they are and what they're actually capable of. And once you connect with that within yourself, you, I think you just become unstoppable because you're like, well, why wouldn't I try for that client? Or why wouldn't I give that out of the box project a go? Because, because I can do it. And it That's just what opens I found up as a well. whole other world. Yeah. <laughs> 100% when I was like in my freelance career, I was then too, I started with the minor projects, but then especially my agencies came and they knew I was like providing quality and everything. And they said, Hey, you try this. Do you want to try that? It's not your area of expertise, but like when you Mm. give it a shot and you get out of your comfort zone, you grow and you will always provide like good work because you're just like dedicated to someone listening to the client. That's also like the key thing understanding what they need and give them really what they need and what they want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah thank absolutely. you so much for the conversation that's amazing yeah um, you're very welcome really inspiring i thank you so much for your time i think we could chat forever, but we will definitely stay connected yes absolutely i've had a lot of fun thank you <laughs> thank you so much You're very welcome. And yeah, looking forward to seeing what your community creates. And yeah, and thank you for creating this space for writers to get to learn from others and expand their horizons as well. It's incredible. So thank you. Thank you. And you you as well. I will definitely pop your information below. And everyone that wants to reach out to you can reach out. Yeah, I would love that. And look forward to hearing about all these amazing book visions and things that are going on around the world. Thank you so much, Roxanne. That was amazing. What an inspiring episode. I learned a lot and I hope you did too. So many nuggets of wisdom. For me, I think the key takeaway is really kind of like the client conversation and this like honesty. And that's what I have as one of my values as well, which is so amazing. Kind of like that honesty, like helping other people grow and working not with everyone, but like really being more selective. So thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Please leave me a review. I would love that. 
And if you want to reach out to Roxanne, I pop all of her information below. Thank you so much for, um, for listening to me. If you need anything, you can email me. My email is hello at withchristina.com. Please also follow me on Instagram for more tips. Thank you. 